Welcome, Mama. You've got your hands full, I know. As a mama for myself, I can relate to the exhausting days of motherhood with wiping messy faces, correcting attitudes, and picking up those countless piles of laundry. But I have found that if we search deeply and open our hearts, we can experience motherhood in a whole new light. By applying biblical principles, we can have joy, we can have peace, and we can have purpose in motherhood. Join me weekly for a little spiritual water for your weary soul. Hi friend, welcome to the Purpose of Motherhood podcast. I'm Ashley Caston, and I'm so thankful that you are here. I know that you could spend your time anywhere. When we have these little pockets of free time, we could be listening to anything. We could be, you know, just vegging out. We could be just eating chocolate, stuffing our, our face with something yummy, right? Just to de-stress from the day. But the fact that you chose to spend it here with me means the world, and I don't take it for granted. We are in the third week of a series on the three most important roles of motherhood. And tonight we're going to talk about releasing control. And if that makes you want to control even more, just hearing that title, you are in good company. It's a hard one for all of us. But before I do that, um, I wanted to share something fun in the Caston household for you. So <clears throat> this month is kind of fun and exciting for us because I've been prepping for a sermon. I'm getting the chance to speak at our home church. It'll be the largest audience that I've spoken in front of because I typically speak in front of moms groups and women's groups. So um, just, you know, smaller crowds and it's all women. And so now I'm getting the chance to speak into fr in front of both male and female and a larger audience with an online presence too. I've never had, um, I've never been speaking to people online as I'm speaking to them in person too. So it's kind of fun. It's challenging and um, stretches me, you know. I've learned to like to be stretched because I realize that that's when God, um, <clears throat> he, he just shows up in a new way for me and, um, pulls me into, you know, deeper into his purpose for me. And so I've learned to, instead of fearing the uncomfortable zones and dreading them. And now I like them. I like the challenge because I always look back and I'm so thankful that God called me to that. So that's going on. And then also we have my sister's wedding later this month and all of the girls are going to be flower girls in it. And so there's a lot to do with that, with the preparations, getting all the dresses together and, um, just, it's just going to be a really, really fun month. So that's kind of what's going on in our world. Okay. So, um, let's dive in. Oh, and I also wanted to mention next week, I'm going to share one of my favorite tips and um, something that we do constantly in our house as a way to connect with your children to make sure that they are getting individual time that's a doable way for all of us no matter if you have 10 kids or if you have two kids or even if you have one this is an easy little thing that we have started in our home that has made such a difference in the way that my children um, feel as far as their love tanks you know feeling filled up and like they get one-on-one -on -one time with mom and I think you're just going to love it. So that's next week. Okay, so we are talking about releasing control. And what I mean by that is not letting our kids go run out in the road, right? <laughs> like not that kind of control is like do whatever you want, kids. This is releasing control from our own measures of safety and protection into the Lord's hands. So giving up control out of that, that kind of spirit of control that a lot of times we can have, releasing 
our children into the hands of Jesus and trusting his plan for him and trusting that he is going to take care of them. It's probably one of the hardest things for us to do as moms, because if you are like me, here is how I think. I think that I want to control my children in order to protect them. I want to control the environment that they are in. I want to control what they are eating, what they are watching. I want to control what friends they have around them. Because if I can control all of those different environments, I can protect them. Because I also, I just want to ensure that their lives turn out right. And I want to keep them from making mistakes. So the way that I naturally do this is I think, what can I control in their lives that will keep them from doing all these? I want their lives to be perfect, right? I mean, it's silly when you think about it that we think that way, but we do. We think, how can I make sure that none of this happens to them, that no harm comes near them ever, that they never have any struggles, that they are never left out or bullied or any of that. I don't want any of that. I don't want them to make the same mistakes that I did. So how can I set up their lives? How can I teach them, train them, and control the environments around them so that this doesn't happen? Makes us sound a little bit like a crazy person, doesn't it? But that's what we do as moms. We have that just instinct to protect our children, but it can turn into a controlling spirit, which is an unhealthy thing. And so this is why it's so crucial for us as moms to see this as one of our most important roles. And it has so much to do with us. It has way more to do with us than it actually does our children because all the work is on our side. It's what we are, what, how we're thinking and our ability to pass off the control fully to Jesus. When we become controlling like that, when we try to make sure that everything turns out right, we actually end up doing more harm than good. We, we have got to, as moms, we've got to learn how to do the opposite, to protect by releasing control because that's really what we're called to do. We're not called to be that person for them, the one that makes sure that everything turns out right and the one that um, you know is, is with them every step of the way. They call that the helicopter mom, right? Um, That's not what we're called to be. We're called to walk by faith and we're called to point our children towards Jesus. So we're actually protecting them by releasing control and handing them to Jesus. Here's our job. Here's the one thing I want you to grasp tonight. This is something that I heard years ago and just loved and have held on to it. Our job as moms is to get our children to rely less on us every day and more on Jesus every day. I think that's a beautiful long-term picture when you think of it that way, that every day we're teaching our children to rely more on Jesus and less on us. So it's like a little bit more every day. So we're talking with them every day. We're teaching them, we're guiding them, and we're constantly pointing them towards Jesus and saying, here's who you really need to rely on because we're not always going to be there. They are going to leave our house one day. And they're going to need to make those decisions on, the, on their own. They're going to need to have that, that wisdom and that discernment. And they're going to need to know how to use the Bible as their tuning fork for everything and how to determine what is truth and what is not. And so as much as we want to control and keep them in our arms and have them need us their whole life, it's our job to get them to rely more on Jesus every day. So when... Uh, Paisley was, this is my oldest now, when she was little, and I've talked about this before, but um, 
I just want to explain kind of the magnitude to how controlling I was. Um, and it's almost embarrassing now looking back at it. But when she was younger, she got sick a lot because of food allergies and stuff, things we didn't realize till later on. Um, but in the beginning, I mean, she was little and she was constantly sick. I mean, just like back to back to back. She would just get, get over, go, get over a cold and then we'd go play at the park and then she'd be sick again. So it seemed like anywhere we went, she would pick up germs from someplace and then she was sick. And so I was never in church. I mean, I would spend months not in church because of her being sick. And just feeling trapped at home. And she was my only one and I was staying at home. So I was already kind of struggling my identity and what, you know, what this whole stay-at-home mom thing was. And then I'm feeling terrible because she's sick all the time and getting, um, you know, just these nasty colds and fevers and whatever. And so during this season, what what I should have done, right, was turn to the Lord and and pray, be praying over her, seeking wisdom from him. And going, God, you got to take control over this. But what I did instead was I tried to control. And so that's this is what that looked like. It looked like me being a germaphobe because I thought if I could protect the environment, if I could change the environment so that she wouldn't get sick, if I could protect her from those, then that would ensure that she stayed healthy, right? So we, you know, wouldn't go play it the play place in Chick-fil-A or whatever because, oh, that's a that's a germ haven right there. I'm not going to go do that. Or, you know, I would just make sure that she was constantly washing her hands or I was constantly worried about other kids being sick. You know, if we go on a play date and someone had a sniffly nose, I was that mom that was like, oh, is your child sick? I mean, I wouldn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. And it was all built out of fear because I lived in a place of, of fear of her getting sick. And so then I created, I had this control, you know, these control issues stemming out of that. Well, if I can do this, this, and this, then that would keep her um, from getting sick all the time. And so it wasn't until years later that I, I mean, probably a few years later after this, and we did start to realize like that there were things causing it. We um, corrected the food allergy things, you know, took those foods out and there were things that made a big difference, but the fear never went away and the control never went away until a few years later, I went through a, a healing like a prayer session and that came up, that fear came up and I realized where the root of it was and I handled it with Jesus and I gave it to him and I submitted it to him and, and really had to repent for having control in that area. And once I did that, all of a sudden, I felt so free. I didn't have to be this person that tried to control all those environments anymore. I wasn't worried about it anymore. It's like it literally, like Jesus literally came and took it off my plate and said, okay, I've got this now. And that was it. I never looked back. I never responded the same way again after that. It was as soon as I submitted it to him, I was no longer worried about that. And only Jesus can do that. That was not in my own strength because there was no way that I could have done that. There is no amount of therapy even that could could do that. You know, and I'm not saying that there's something wrong with therapists and talking to a therapist, but there are things that only can be handled through Jesus. And when it comes to control, that is one of them. We have got to repent of those areas and hand them off to Jesus because as soon as we do we will experience freedom like no other and then we when we do that when we surrender that area to him 
then we allow our children to come under his protection, which is a much greater protection than ours anyways. We don't know their full story. We don't know what they will experience in life, what what the enemy's plans are for them and what they'll encounter, but God does. And so when we align with him and we say, okay, God, you know them better than we do. You have a greater plan for them. So instead of me trying to control everything, you got this. I'm giving them to you. You just give me guidance. You, you show me what to pray over them and for them. And you give me wisdom, but I'm done trying to control. And so maybe you're in that place today. Maybe, um, you kind of you can relate to that in wanting to control in some areas. Sometimes it can be that we've been through experiences in our life that have made us fearful. Like something like for me, for example, it was going living with a sick, a very sick child that was sick all the time, then sent me into this pattern of wanting to control. Maybe you've had something traumatic happen in your life that puts you in that kind of controlling mode where it's like, well, I don't want this to happen to my kids or my family. So let me, how can I protect them from this happening? That's a very, very real thing. But what we'll end up doing is doing more damage than good because we're doing it out of a spirit of fear. One of the worst things that we can do, and this is something that I was guilty of um, back in probably with my first two children, I would read these blog posts or these, you know, Facebook posts about things that would happen to children, you know, and like, oh, what to watch out for. And as I did, I realized that I became more neurotic. I mean, really just a crazy person about controlling to make sure these things didn't happen. Sometimes I think we have way too much information nowadays. Like we just will know way too much. I always wonder is, is the world really worse off right now? Like, is it really more of a dangerous place or do we just know more now? Because we have access to so much more information than our parents did. We hear about everything versus before, you know, before the internet, really, before the big boom. I mean, you'd hear about what happened on your local news, but that was about it. And so now granted, the world actually is very, has gone, gotten very, very sinful, but we also know so much and that can lead us to then want to try to protect our children as much as we can and it's out of you know like quote unquote a good um like a good mindset right but then it turns into a very toxic thing so here's what does the bible say about that what does it talk to us when we look at the bible what does it say to us about releasing control about about how we are to train our children and how we are to um, point them towards Jesus. One of my favorite verses on this is Deuteronomy 6, 7, and this can apply to so many different areas, but talking about it from a perspective of how to release control, I think this is really helpful. It says, you shall teach them diligently to your children. It's talking about teaching the laws of the Lord. You shall teach them diligently to your children and and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. So basically, at all times, in all things, continually, we need to be pointing our children back to Jesus. Rely less on us and more on him. So as we are training them, as we're we're guiding them up, we need to be continually teaching them how to go to Jesus, how to look for his promises and his truths in the word, how to... Um, 
you know, uh, identify truth and, and distinguish between, yeah, distinguish between truth and lies. How to identify that for themselves and how to uh, really have a mature faith in Jesus in relationship with him apart from us. Because if we're constantly spoon feeding our children and setting up all the right atmospheres for them, it won't really train them for real life outside our home. But if we are constantly bringing them to the word and saying, I'm going to show you how to find this. I'm going to show you the way and then I'm going to let you practice it. It teaches them how to be how to have sustainable Christianity, right? Not just spoon-fed Christianity in our home. So how do we do this? Well, we begin by praying and asking God, first of all, this is the first thing. We pray and ask God to help us release full control. And also we need to ask him to show us where exactly we're holding the control and we need to repent of it. What areas am I trying to be God in my child's life? What areas am I trying to protect out of a spirit of fear and there may be some things you have to go back to and let Jesus heal in order for you to release the control so if it's out of a place of trauma if it's out of a place of uh, maybe a, a very sad situation or grief if it's out of a place like that he may bring you back to that and say before you can release the control you have to let me heal this and that's out of his love for you he wants to he wants to make you whole he wants to show you who he is for you in that situation so that might be for some of you or it could be um you know kind of like praying off a spirit of control on in your life and breaking that off maybe it's something that your parents had too maybe they were very controlling and so it was passed down to you so it might be putting drawing the line in the sand and saying no longer you know breaking off any spirit of control in your life and letting Jesus handle that but God God will show you what it is he will show you what you need to do and then it's that repenting and saying God I'm sorry because when we try to control we're essentially trying to put ourselves in God's place in our children's lives and so we have to repent and just say you know god forgive me i'm sorry that i tried to control in this area i release it fully to you because that's when we experience freedom in that area so that's the first thing we do and then we help our children connect with god on their own by letting them make decisions and think for themselves with our guidance we don't want to spoon feed them their whole lives we want to constantly be training them walking with them, talking with them, and then letting them start making decisions. So asking them questions and giving them time to answer is a really easy, practical way to do that. Starting to have good, deep conversations with them in your home about the ways of the Lord and saying, what do you think about this? What would you do in this situation? And giving them time without you sitting there waiting for the right answer, right? I think that's really important because we can have the right answer in our mind and we have to be careful because if our children answer back and it's not what we think, we can make them feel like they're wrong, which then turns off them wanting to answer our questions, right? If we're constantly like, no, that was wrong, good try though. (laughs) But letting them answer questions, helping them walk through that and saying, okay, that's interesting, you think that, tell me why you think that. Okay, I could see why you think that. Do you think that lines up with God's word? Let's, let's take a look. Let's find that verse. That's what showing them, um, or that's, that's how we get them to realize how to 
think through things and find Jesus on their own so that it's that long-term sustainable Christianity so that they can leave our house and be able to do the same. It's our tendency to want to control and just give them the answers, right? And this is what you should do because this is what the Bible says and that's the end of the end of the discussion, right? Do this and you won't experience any of that. But the truth is that we are sinful people and we live in a broken, sinful world. And so our children are going to make up, make mistakes and they um, are going to have to learn things the hard way sometimes. <clears throat> Does it mean, though, that their life has to be um, disastrous? Absolutely not. We can teach them to, write, to walk on the right path and train them up so that um, their days may be long. Honor your mother and father. This is the first commandment with the promise that your days may be uh, long in the land. That's what we want for them. We want to teach them that, but we cannot do it through control. Let's pray now as we close. Lord, we come to you right now, God, and we just repent of all control that we have tried to take on with our children, Lord. God, we just submit them to you fully and completely. Thank you that you love them even more than we do, that you have a plan for them that's greater than any plan we could have for them. And so we trust you, God. We trust you to take care of them, to protect them, to guard their little hearts, and to speak to them. Help us to, to teach them to rely more on you every day and less on us. In Jesus' name, amen.